What's up, New York? You're listening to the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Hey guys, this next segment is brought to you by the Blackhawk Group. Blackhawk Group offers an unparalleled customer support service combined with top-level classroom installations and equipment servicing. They have years' worth of experience in this field, experience that is unmatched by competitors anywhere. Learn more about Blackhawk Group at www.blackhawkgroupllc.net. Hey everybody, welcome to the Empire State Serve Network podcast. I'm Pete, this is Evan. We're back after a long holiday weekend. And on today's show, we're going to be discussing how even the liberal havens in New York State are losing people at record numbers, how Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, our favorite congresswoman, thinks the VA provides exemplary medical coverage, which is hilarious, and how Kamala Harris is already intending to abuse executive privilege, or Donald Trump, Bernie Sanders, and essentially everybody else in the Democratic primary going to have a stroke before 2020. Before we get into any of that, first of all, for you to the show, welcome. The Empire State Conservative Network Podcast. Yes, see, he's waving if you're watching. Uh, the Empire State Conservative Network Podcast is for New York-based conservatives. We're sick and tired of how the state is being run. You're also sick and tired of being ostracized by friends, family, and coworkers thinking differently than they do about politics and life in general. Mainly it's because you critically think for yourself and you've read a book and they probably haven't unless it was done by a gender studies professor. Now, let's get into the meat and potatoes of today, Evans. So according to a White Plains Daily Voice, this is a publication of White Plains apparently, article, New York population losses now spreading to New York City, Westchester, and Nassau counties, which are the main liberal havens in the state. So I'm going to read a little bit, go over the numbers, and then we'll discuss. So the mass exodus of residents leaving New York City is not exclusive to upstate and has spread to the New York City, Westchester, and Long Island. This U.S. Census Bureau's 2018 population estimates are out, and the numbers show that nearly 50,000 New Yorkers left the Empire State, with a notable increase in Nassau and Westchester counties. In total, statewide, 48,500 people left New York, which is one of just nine states to lose population over the previous year, a 0.25% decline that leaves the state's population at approximately 19.5 million people. It is the third straight year that New York has seen a population decrease, according to the Census Bureau. Westchester reported a loss of 1,700 residents to bring the population to approximately 967,600. An additional 1,300 residents reported a move out of the area the previous year. Rockland, Dutchess, and Orange counties reported slight gains, while Putnam County recorded a slight loss in residents. New York City lost 439,523 of its 8,400,000 residents, 18,000 in Queens, 13,500 in Brooklyn, 7,500 in the Bronx, and 1,000 in Manhattan. Staten Island recorded a gain of 663, mainly because they found James Gandolfini's ghost. According to reports, the population drop may cause New York to lose up to two congressional seats by 2022, dropping it from 27 to 25 members in office. Earlier this year, President Donald Trump was questioned by comments he made in 2017, saying that upstate New York residents should consider a mass exodus out of the state. Commander Chief quickly doubled down on them. He said, and I quote, if New York isn't going to treat them better, I'd recommend they go to another state where they can get a great job. I love these people. These people are my voters. They've been treated very badly. Yes, they have. The comments did not go unheard in New York by our apparent governor, Andrew Cuomo, and the governor responded when asked a question about it at an event held by the Association for a Better New York. Ha! He said, and I quote, Trump talking about upstate New York is like me talking about Antarctica. I've never been there, and I know nothing about it. Jobs are coming back, so it's a totally different economic reality that he's talking about. What is, Cuomo's a moron. Seriously. First of all, Donald Trump is from New York. Yes. So how is that relevant at all? He's probably visited maybe, upstate more than Andrew Cuomo Exactly. Has. Andrew Cuomo should visit upstate New York and see how people are living. Seriously. I mean, we see so many people in the group from upstate New York who complain about this very thing, how they're neglected 
by not just their local, there are some good um, state senators in upstate New York, but for the most part, you're neglected by your local and state officials. And obviously, Cuomo doesn't give a flying crap. We talked about this about a month ago. Remember the $750 million he put into a, a, a fucking uh, green, oh, a solar panel thing in Buffalo, New York. Why would you have a solar panel company in Buffalo, New York, where there's not a lot of sunlight throughout the year? It's, it's the most idiotic thing in the world. And yet they want to take more of our tax money year in, year out. And they're going to blame the salt cap, which we're going to talk about in a second. So continuing, Cuomo has previously blamed Trump and the federal administration's new salt policy that has hurt New Yorkers. He said, and I quote, the federal administration's salt policy is an economic civil war <laughs> that helps red states at the expense of blue states. We are now seeing the potentially devastating effect of it in the form of significantly lower tax receipts. That's a good thing. You should not get more money because you suck. You suck. There's nothing good about anything about the money that we put into this state. Nothing. But this, this is the same thing they do all the time. Cuomo's pushing another false narrative. And this is what the left does. They want to control the language. They want to control the narrative. And you saw what they did with the Sri Lanka terrorist attack. They called them Easter worshipers, Easter worshipers and not Christians. Mm -hmm. This is what they do. They switch the language around to make themselves look better. And they do this, this way they control how everyone thinks. It's absolutely ridiculous. Cuomo is so full of crap. If he really cared about New Yorkers, you would lower the state income tax or eliminate it, yes. as opposed to blaming a federal tax. It's absolutely insane. You shouldn't have to write off things off of your taxes. Yes. The government should not be taking your money. Yeah, I mean, in terms of economic policy and tax policy in particular, you've been lied to. You should not be getting a refund at the end of the year, because that means you gave an interest-free loan to the federal, state, or local governments. And often, if you're an employee and you have no control over this, and that ends up being what happens. But Evan is correct. You should not owe any money. You should owe zero dollars at the end of the year. You should give exactly what you owe. That's why a lot of people at tax time, they just write a big check or whatever it is that they owe, and they send it off to the federal and state and local officials, and then they're done with it. They don't have to worry about it anymore. And that's exactly what you should be doing. But instead, people like Cuomo are painting this picture that, oh, because the federal taxes went down, and, and also as a result, you, got, you can take fewer deductions at the federal level, you're seeing more of the pain at the state and local levels. And you talked about this too, didn't you owe money to the, you always owe money to the state government, right? Yeah, I My always owe money too. to the state, always. Yeah, my girlfriend did too. And yet, we never owe anything to the federal government, especially this past year. Anyway, to finish up the idiocy here, Cuomo continued to say about the salt policies, quote, these changes hurt our economy and make New York less competitive, and we will not stop ringing the alarm bell about this punitive policy until Congress reverses it. According to Cuomo's office, the combined state local tax rate for high-income New Yorkers is the second highest in the country. A top 1% of taxpayer accounts for nearly half, 46%, of state income tax liability. More than 95% of the tax increase from SALT falls on the top 20% taxpayers. These taxpayers pay 87% of New York income taxes. Um, so when you hear that crap about how everything is going to be put onto the poor, the only time that's going to happen, and we're going to see it in the state and sooner than later, is as more wealthy people are leaving. Because guess what? They have the capital to afford a move interstate, and they're going to find a place like a Florida, like a Texas, like a South Carolina, where there is little to no state income tax, where there are far fewer local taxes as well. And they're going to move there. But unfortunately, that's not going to fix the problem, so I have to stand up and fight. But anyway, yeah, we don't have to talk about this. So we're even seeing in blue areas where you would think that these wealthy, ignorant morons are coming from that people are leaving. They can't afford to live here. 
and it's becoming more and more of a problem for a lot of us, ourselves included. That's exactly, but this is what everyone says. They're always complaining about the taxes, yet you keep voting for Democrats. Stop voting for Democrats. Democrats raise taxes. Democrats are big government. How do you have big government? Raise money. How does government raise money? Taxation. Stop voting for people who want to expand the government's role in your life. They will take more and more of your money. This is the way, this is how they do it every time. And every single person I know who's a Democrat keeps going, oh my God, my taxes are so high. Stop voting Democrat. Just stop. Seriously. I I mean, I I, I even hear it from wealthy people that are are clients of mine. I can't believe how much I pay. You know, I pay more on my property taxes or my school taxes than I pay on my mortgage. Yeah, because you continue to vote these schmucks and you're 100% right. It needs to stop. We need to wake people up. That's why we're here. And now we're even seeing in the blue areas that they're losing people. The places that everyone around the state and in our group bitches about, oh, we can't vote the city in this defeatist attitude. They are leaving, which leaves you. And we outnumber them, believe it or not. There are statistics to back this up. It's just conservatives in the city. You don't have to be a registered Republican, libertarians, anybody right of center. You have become complacent. You're not showing up the bulls. Maybe not you specifically, but a lot of you aren't. So stop being a defeatist, stop bitching and moaning, and next time you get a chance, get out and do something about it. That's why we're here. Anyway, let's move on to our favorite Congresswoman, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. So I think I mentioned a few times, Evan, that I have a client, you've met him once or twice, that is an Iraq war veteran. He's a couple years younger than we are, so he's in his late 20s. He's paralyzed from the waist down because when he was serving in Iraq in the mid-2000s, he was flipped over in his Humvee, by an IED explosion, which crushed his spine. Now, fortunately, he's only paralyzed from the waist down and he has full functionality up top. But as you can imagine, he has a lot of health problems and they often forget to send him the medical supplies and and the medications that he needs just to get by on a day-to-day basis. And he's just one of many people. And you hear news stories all over the country about long-ass wait times. You can have a four o'clock appointment and you won't be seen till 6.30, 7 o'clock at night. It's literally a day-long ordeal to be there, even if it's just for a checkup. They are notoriously terrible. President Trump changed a lot of the folks who run the place, but unfortunately, it's still not great. So Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez came out over the weekend. We're going to play the clip here, and then we're going to discuss, saying how the VA is not broken, so if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Here's the clip. She's a moron. I know. That isn't broken. This thing that provides some of the highest 
she might actually be mentally retarded. So first of all, she says, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And then she talks about how they're trying to fix it. Yeah. First of all, the VA is the most horribly run organization possibly in the entire government. Yeah. Uh, what was it? Last week or two weeks ago, two veterans actually killed themselves in the waiting room of a VA while waiting for it to be helped. This just shows a level of neglect. It's absolutely ridiculous. This is the same woman who said she supported impeachment on Donald Trump. And then when asked about it, she said, um, well, there's so many things. I don't know, like the new tax code. Like, what level of stupidity is she working with? It's, 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 there's almost no words to describe how stupid this woman is. Mm-hmm. Like, what? I, I don't get it. I really don't get it. I don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't understand why they keep putting her in front of a microphone. And then she ends it with a statement that no one can disagree with, obviously, that the veterans deserve, you know, they deserve a high quality of care. Obviously, everyone's they don't gonna, get. Obviously, everyone's going to clap for that because everyone agrees with that. Mm-hmm. But the VA is not is not giving them that. The VA no. is a broken, broken system, and it does need to be reformed. Yes. And no one has said that they want to turn it into a privatized, for-profit system. Mm-hmm. She literally makes this shit up. It's more false narrative bullshit coming from the left. Yeah, no, it, it absolutely is. And this is their whole pitch. I mean, you know, it really started with Bernie Sanders with, oh, the corporations and all these other things. And look, it's not to say that crony capitalism doesn't exist for pharmaceutical companies and health insurance companies. It certainly does. But at the same time, they're not trying to fix the VA for those industries. They're trying to fix it for the veterans because like you pointed out, like I pointed out, like I'm sure many of you who have military personnel in your family or friends that you know who have served, who have to go through the VA, you've probably heard similar horror stories. It may not be as severe as a suicide in in the waiting room area, but it could be. They're not getting their medications on time. They're not getting the medical supplies they need for, for what should be a two-hour tops trip between getting to the VA, being seen, and coming home, they're spending eight hours there because they can't keep a schedule. I know all doctors are late, but you shouldn't be there all day. And those are just a few of the many, many problems within the VA. And yes, the president tried to address it, got rid of the old regime there, put in a new one. They have made some improvements, but there's a long, long way to go. So the fact that she said, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I don't know who she's pandering to. I don't know who these morons in the crowd are that believe any of the crap she's spewing. I want, I want her to look any veteran in the face and tell them that the VA is providing a high-quality level of care. And that's not broken. They're absolutely ridiculous. It's, it's disgusting. This woman is a disgusting human being. Yeah. yeah. This next segment is brought to you by Items for All Occasions. Items for All Occasions specializes in helping you sync up with what you need for your event's promotional needs. Whether it's announcements, cards, giveaways, invitations, tchotchkes, or video books, they have you covered. Learn more about Items for All Occasions at www.itemsforalloccasions.com. Yeah, and, and it doesn't get much better with her other two cronies, Saib and Omar. Oh, God. In fact, they, it gets worse. It gets even way much worse. Yeah, but... uh. Yeah, no, no, that, that's New York right here. And luckily, too, I wanted to point out, I had this article and I forgot to bring it up, but there is already opposition. We know one of her challengers in her district. Uh, you met him, right? Rich the, Valdez. Yeah, yes. Rich Valdez. And uh, there's another one, I forget his name, or is it a her? I don't even remember. But there's already two people lining up who have clout in the community 
that are going to run against her. And we talked about early on, even the city Democrats do not want her in office. She says too many dumb things. She is too extreme for even them. So when you're too extreme for even city Democrats, you know you're balking up some wrong truth. She's made a lot of enemies already. Nancy Pelosi again came out and said, well, there's like five of them when she was on that um, 60 Minutes interview with Barbara Walters. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens in 2020. She may very well be a one-term person. And, and literally, it, it literally is every week. Gaff after gaff after gaff after gaff. And just when you think she can't say anything dumber than the last thing she said, she always follows it up. She always finds a way. So let's finish speaking of dumb things with Kamala Harris. So you guys want to see the town hall event or whatever on CNN. Nobody watches CNN anymore. President trolled them very exquisitely the other day. But she was asked about gun control. And she had some pretty radical things to say about it if she were to be elected. Let's watch the clip. California Senator Kamala Harris says if she becomes president, she will take what her campaign calls executive action to combat gun violence. She made those comments during a CNN town hall Monday night. Here's some of what she said. Upon being elected, I will give the United States Congress 100 days to get their act together and have the courage to pass reasonable gun safety laws. And if they fail to do it, then I will take executive action. And specifically what I will do is put in place a requirement that for anyone who sells more than five guns a year, they are required to do background checks when they sell those guns. I will require that for any gun dealer that breaks the law, the ATF take their license. And by the way, ATF, alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. Well, the ATF has been doing a lot of the A and the T, but not much to the F. Mm. And we need to fix that. <laughs> and then... On the third piece, because none of us have been sleeping over the last two years, part of what has happened under the current administration is they took fugitives off the list of prohibited people. I put them back on the list, meaning that fugitives from justice should not be able to purchase a handgun or any kind of weapon. Okay. Kamala Harris is trying to out AOC AOC. Yeah. That's exactly what she's doing. First of all, if you sell, if you are an FFL, meaning you are federally licensed to sell firearms, you have to run a background check. That is the way that it works. This myth that you can just sell someone a gun without running a background check is a lie. Yeah. Secondly, if you're a fugitive from the law, you have a warrant out for your arrest. If you have a warrant out for your arrest, it will come up when they do your background check. She is so full of crap. This is also a woman who said she wants to help get rid of guns, yet she owns one. Yeah, she is completely full of crap. It's oh my god, it's just it's exhausting. The lies and the bullshit coming out of AOC, Kamala Harris, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, Bernie Sanders, all these people are so full of crap. They're all hypocrites. They're all liars. They're doing nothing for anybody. They are all just trying to raise money and possibly get elected so they can get into power. They have no concern for the American citizen and the, or the law-abiding American citizen. Bernie Sanders talking about People should be able to vote from prison, including the Boston Marathon bomber. Yeah. Give me a break. It's absolutely yeah. insane I mean, that anyone would vote for any of these people who are clearly mentally unstable. Yeah, and, and you know, getting you know to, to the prison voting um, aspect, that, per, that girl, I think it was a college student who asked him that question using the Boston Marathon bomber as an example. It was a great question because, you know, you can see someone did something stupid, sold drugs or something and is in prison. 
maybe you can make an argument, but in the case of someone who's murdered someone or raped someone, hell no, absolutely not. And you know, getting back to Kamal Harris and doing this, all they're going to do, I mean, Ben Shapiro says this all the time, anybody knows anything about politics says this all the time, they're just trying to outleft their opponents. That's it. Pete Buttigieg came into the race recently, and you know he's, he's a gay mayor from South Bend, Indiana. And at first, when he was talking about entering the race, he seemed pretty moderate. He seemed like the most sane and rational one out of all of them. But the second he entered the race, he starts denigrating Mike Pence, who had nothing but good things to say about him, who helped him get elected, for Christ's sake. And, you know, this is a Republican helping a Democrat. It's just nuts. The, 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 the extent that they will go just to try and appeal to their radical base. And yes, the radical base is more likely to get out to the polls in the primaries and vote for them. That's true. And they're most likely to get out there on election day and vote with a purpose. Also true. But that said, there's a vast swath of the country, between 70 and 80% of the country, that agrees on most issues. Most people are not radicals on the right or on the left. Most people are somewhere in the middle. Most people have common sense when you take the words Republican, Democrat, liberal, conservative, out of the picture. And unfortunately, the Democrats, I mean, it is fortunate, actually, they are sealing their own fate. By continuing to do this, they are alienating more and more of the American population. And I think unless something miraculous happens for them before 2020, I think Trump wins in a landslide. I don't think it's even going to be close. I think so, too. And I'm so sick of this term common sense gun laws. Enough. Enough. Well, they say that about everything. It's Common really ridiculous. Reform. It, there's no such the thing. It's, it's, it's a nonsensical term. It means absolutely nothing. It makes you sound like, hey, I'm a reasonable person. I just want everybody to get along. In reality, it's a lie. Our Second Amendment is already infringed upon way too much, and all Kamala Harris is trying to do is infringe upon it more. This is ridiculous. She won. She's not getting elected. Two, even if she was elected, none of this would pass. And if she tried to issue an executive order guaranteed there'd be some sort of uprising in this country because we are not giving up our guns without a fight. No, yeah, absolutely. She doesn't have the power. Unfortunately, too, you know, a, a slight commentary on this and not necessarily in regards to her. This has been a problem for the last few decades is that more and more executive orders have been signed. And it's not just by Obama. Trump has done it too. W. Bush did it. Clinton did it. Even dating back to Reagan, he did it. The president has become more of a monarch. Our government is not running the way that it should. It has been expanding its reach and power and its ability to manipulate your lives and your pockets. But we've got the legislator doesn't legislature, does not legislate anymore. It does not. All they do is politically posture. That's all they do. And they pass a budget. It's because it's become all about money. That's it all has. It has not become about serving the people of this country. It has all become about money, about staying in office for decades. Yeah, that's all. Yeah, that really is all it is about. And all they're going to continue to do, unless we somehow are able to shake up the system and get Congress to legislate. That's not a bad thing for a president to say, you have X amount of time to fix this or else. But on the flip side, I'm not talking about gun control, I'm talking about generally speaking, if, if it's something that needs to be done, like the border situation, which they still continue to do absolutely nothing about because they don't want to give Trump a win on anything. So this is something to watch because... God forbid one of them gets elected. Not, she's not going to get elected. There's no way in hell. You'd have to run way more corrupt tactics than they did in 2016 to screw Bernie over against Hillary in order to get Kamala Harris to beat out a lot of people that are ahead of her. But God forbid one of them gets in and then continues this trend of invoking executive privilege when the Congress doesn't give them what they want. We could potentially be in trouble. And you're right. If they go after the farms, there will be an uprising. 
So guys, if you like the episode, please subscribe, leave us a five-star review where applicable. It always helps. Welcome to attract sponsors and also share it. Then if I say conservative or even a liberal who's not happy with how things are going at the local, state, or federal level. Also, if you can, check out our store. We have some cool merch. You see that Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom hat. See this red New York hat. We have the Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom wristbands here, which we'll get to in a second with donations. And we got a whole bunch of shirts, hoodies, and other goodies up on there. All proceeds go towards us reaching you. We are paying to reach you. We're paying Facebook for advertising. It ain't cheap. It's coming out of our own pockets. None of us are rolling in it. So we're just trying to recoup costs. So every purchase goes towards that. Also, if you can afford just $5 a month in terms of donation, you get Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom Wristband, and you get mailbag access. Every Friday, Evan and I do a show. Sometimes it's just us. Other times, we have a guest. This Friday, we're going to have Chris Wright on, and uh, we're, we're and you'll be able to ask him questions. We're going to send out our donors a little brief bio. If you're not familiar with who he is, you'll be able to check out him and what he stands for and all of his stuff. And then you can ask him questions directly. You help us, we help you. You can afford $50 for the year, saving you $10 a year. Not only do you get the wristband, not only do you get mailbag access, but you also get an Empire State Conservative Network t-shirt. It has our logo here on the front. And then it has Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom on the back. We just redesigned them. And it's just a way of saying thanks for supporting us. And again, all proceeds from donations, go towards our ad spend and recouping our costs. Uh, and then we do have an event coming up. It was pushed back. Yeah, so Pray NYC, again, we are working with Solomon Tech on this. We, are, we have set up a GoFundMe for Tunnel to Towers, which um, gives money to Gold Star families of military and first responders. So if you go to GoFundMe.com slash Pray-NYC, you can donate there. 100% of that money is going to tunnels to towers we will also be have t-shirts soon up on the website and 100 percent of the profits from those shirts will also be given to tunnels to towers yeah absolutely so guys again we're a nonprofit. we're not trying to make any money on this we're doing this because we care a lot about political climate not just in the country but more specifically in new york state we rank 50th out of 50 in terms of economic freedom you're seeing again we talked about this at the beginning of the show more and more out migration uh year after year after year we're losing people and as we lose the 87%, the top 20% of New Yorkers, the tax burns then going to actually go down towards the lower middle and the, um, the poverty levels. And we don't want that to happen. So if you care, which I'm sure you do, if you're watching, listening to this, please, again, share this episode, help support us in any way you can. And that'll just enable us to reach more people like yourselves, get them riled up for 2020 and beyond. So for that, I'm Pete. This is Evan. Have a great rest of the day. I'm back at you tomorrow. Have a good one. Hey everyone, it's Evan from Empire State Conservative Network. Please check us out on iTunes, SoundCloud, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and subscribe and leave us a five-star review. Also, check us out on Facebook at Empire State Conservatives, on YouTube at Empire State Conservative Network, on Instagram at GetRedPilledNY, and on Twitter at Empire State Cons. Also, check out our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com store for all current and future merchandise to help melt the snowflakes in your life. And as always, don't let fear take your freedom.